share with you guys just for a few minutes, just to kind of set the stage for just a response time that we want to let you have with Jesus. Because again, tonight's just about your heart and Jesus. It's just creating that space for us to do that together. But the Lord has really put it, put a um, put an unction. I don't use that word that often. Unction, it's a good word. Um, just a a, a a a real burning in my spirit that we. Um, that we do this now and that we talk about his love. We can never stop talking about his love. We can never stop being enthralled by his love. And in fact, I feel like um, the reason that he's called us together tonight is because he wants to take us to the next level. Wherever we are, we're all in different places with Jesus. And if you're, if you're in an introductory place with Jesus and you just want to know more about him right now, you are in a good spot. You are welcome here. He wants you here. It's okay if you feel like you've never heard Jesus. That's what this place is created for. We're all in different places, and sometimes the most exciting place is at the beginning of a relationship. You know, I'll never forget the first time my husband and I touched fingers. I can't remember who grabbed whose first. I'm pretty sure I did, though. <laughs> but that was, like, such an exhilarating moment, you know, when, when fingers touched for the first time. And, um... He just, I just know without a doubt that he's wanting to touch us. That he's wanting to fill us with an ecstasy that truly only comes from him and his love. And so we just want to stir that up. We know that. We're just going to keep stirring that up. I feel like prophetically the one thing I'm supposed to say is to declare over all of us a first love season. That we are in a first love season. You know, we know about first love. We know how it feels. Most of us have, have been in first love before where, where it's so exhilarating and, and so um, exciting. And as love matures, it looks different. But Jesus in Scripture calls us back to first love. And he does it at a very interesting time in Scripture. He does it at the end. At the very end in Revelations, he's talking to the church of Laodicea and he says, come back. Because the last times, the end times, the season that we're in does require first love, love. And that's, that's what he's wanting to stir back up in us, is first love, love. Um, if you guys joined us for the beloved tea, how many of y'all were with us for the tea? Just so I can remember. So um, at the tea, we actually celebrated Pentecost. Which was really cool. We hadn't planned on it. It just so happened that the date that we set was the date of Pentecost. And the Lord just had that burning in my heart. That is a Jewish festival. It was something in the Old Covenant. They told us to observe. I mean, Jesus, God told them to observe Pentecost. And that is also the day that the Holy Spirit fell. It's, um, and, and that's the, the, what we talked about that day is that we are in the age of the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? I say that because that was the last feast that God fulfilled. Jesus said, I have come not to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. So he has fulfilled the feast in order. We talked about that in the team. We talked about how he fulfilled Passover. And I'll never get over it. I just, I keep going back to Passover. And that he's the lamb that took away the sins of the world. He fulfilled Passover with his own body. Then he fulfilled the, the feast that came right after Passover, the, um, 
first fruits. He was our first fruits. And the feast of unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. Yes, unleavened bread. All like communion pictures, right? Passover, the broken, the broken lamb, um, the unleavened bread. All communion pictures. And I say that because um, the Lord's teaching me so much about communion. I wish we could just do this again tomorrow and I'll tell you all about communion. But that's coming. But um, what I want to remind us about is that we're in the Holy Spirit age. The last feast that God fulfilled was Pentecost, which means the Holy Spirit fell that day. That was our last dispensation. It was the last feast fulfilled, but we talked about that there's another feast coming. And um, anybody remember what that feast is? It's the next feast. It's actually in the Old Covenant. They, they were to do these feasts in order. It was to declare the season. To declare the season that they were in. If they were in an agricultural harvest, then they were observing um, the first fruits. So um, every year, they would observe the same feast to declare the season. And so what I feel like God wants to tell us, what I, want, what I think he wants us to know tonight is to know our season. We need to know our season. Because there's a lot of things that are good. But there are certain things appropriate for certain seasons. In other words, my four-year-old, his season is totally different than mine. His job is obedience and play. Like, <laughs> if only that was still my job. Like, <laughs> but my job, I'm in a totally different season. We're in the same family. We're in the same house. We have the same last name, but our season is different. So our habits have to be different. Our expectations should be different. So it's really important that we know our season, and I think that's what Jesus is, is really wanting us to grab hold of, is that, that we know our season. And the season that we're in, as I mentioned before, we're in the Pentecost, that's the last feast of build. We have one coming, and it is the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets. And we know prophetically that the Feast of Trumpets actually refers to the second coming, Jesus coming. Um, and so that's the one that is to come. It hasn't been fulfilled yet. It could come by the time we leave here. And that's exciting. It's good to remember. Um, he, he can come at any time. But that's the one that hasn't yet been fulfilled. He will fulfill it when he comes in the clouds. Mm -hmm. So that's the season that we're in. And um, I say all that to say because um, I really feel led by the Spirit um, what he really wants us to know is to be ready. To be ready. The scripture talks a lot about being ready. And sometimes that can fill us with a little bit of trepidation. Like, what am I not doing right? I hate to not be ready, right? So, so tell me how I can be ready. Don't let me be unprepared. We're girls, we're women. I'm looking around at some of the most organized, effective women I know, and you girls are prepared. And Jesus is wanting, and, and I'm trying to be, <laughs> Every day I'm trying to be more prepared. But what I want to be the most prepared for is trumpets. Yeah. Spiritually, everything in the natural is a representation of something spiritual. He did that with marriage. He does that with our children. He does that in every way that, that he's actually showing us in the natural what we can see in the spiritual. And so trumpets, and, and I really, I'm learning to hear the Lord's voice. I'm asking him, you know, I know, I know you're here. I know you're here because you're wanting to hear the Lord's voice. I know it. I know that's why you came out on a Sunday night. You are so hungry 
to know what he's saying at any given moment. And I'm there with you. Every any given moment, I'm going, I know you're talking, Holy Spirit, so I'm going to incline my ear. What are you saying? What are you saying about this challenge that I'm having in my house? What are you saying about the way I'm feeling right now? What are you saying today? What are you saying? And I'm getting better at hearing the Lord's voice, and I say that with a smile because it is wrecking me. And it's so exciting to hear what he has to say because it's always full of joy and peace and power all at the same time. But anyway, I'm learning to, to hear the whisper. I used to think I needed to, like, um, read my Bible for four hours and fast in between. And then if I was positioned correctly, facing a certain direction, I might see a manifestation or hear something. And, and, and maturity has taught me that he's always talking. Am I the one listening? Am I the one tuned in to what he's saying? And so he's teaching me how to get tuned in. And usually for me, we all hear it God in different ways. There's some beautiful people in this room who have amazing prophetic dreams. Uh, um, there's, there's amazing prophetic people in this room. We all hear God differently. He actually gives us different gifts at different times. So there's no shame in that. The way I'm hearing God is whisper. He'll say he'll whisper. And the other day I was in my office preparing for this. I know... I knew he wanted us to do it. I'm, I'm asking, Lord, don't let me say a word that you're not saying. Don't let me make this about anything but what you're saying. And I just felt like he said, okay, I'm going to tell you something. Probably not like that. I'm going to tell you something. And on that moment in my office, became whole because I could respond to what the Spirit was saying. Because when the Spirit is talking and we're responding, we're in obedience. So I had a moment to be obedient to the voice of the Spirit. So I just stopped, closed my door, and just stopped. And I heard two words. Get ready. And it really like brought chills in me. Um, because again, I want to be ready. But am I ready? And what does ready look like? Um, and so I was like, okay, Jesus, that's helpful, but not. <laughs> um, what would be helpful is the list of things that you would like me to be doing. And that I will do them. But, you know, when, when readiness comes to mind, we think about the state of our world, usually, right? And what is the state of our world? It's like there has been an absolute moral silent decay in my generation. Some of you guys are older than me, and you can speak to that even better than me. But my generation has brought absolute devastating silent moral decay. And it's scary. And it's sad. And it's like, okay, at the same time, what do I do with this? What do I do with, with where we are? And what do I do with you telling me to be ready? What are those, how do I respond to that, Lord? And both of those things have kind of led me to what I want to share tonight. That he wants us to be ready, but it's not for battle. He's not calling the trumpets for battle. The Feast of Trumpets is a feast. It's not a fast. It's a feast. They blow trumpets, and they eat apples and honey, from what I understand. That's what they do at the feast, the Rosh Hashanah, which happens to be the next time we're meeting. I'm just telling you, I got chills. So if you show up at the next one of four, you will be in the middle of a Rosh Hashanah feast, because we're going to observe it. We're going to figure out a way to observe it. We've got some, some girls that can help us with that. Next, uh, September, whatever that is, the last Sunday in September is Rosh Hashanah. It's the Feast of Trumpets. And they eat apples, and they dip them in honey to represent the sweetness of the Word of God. And they blow shofars. 
that's what I'm understanding in Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. I've never observed in Rosh Hashanah. Uh, but that is the feast we're talking about, the Feast of Trumpets. And they do that to bring in a new year, a new season. It's a new season for them. It's a Jewish New Year. It's Rosh Hashanah. And um, I bring that up because sometimes I feel like I need to be ready for battle. But I believe that the season that we're in is to be ready, not for battle, but for a wedding. Revelations 19. Hallelujah. For our Lord Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. Her, the bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, were given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. And I just want to release that over you, that you are in a season of wedding prep. And it's an all-consuming, and it's a beautiful season, and it should inform our actions. It should inform what we do. Wedding preparation season, how many of y'all have planned a wedding or a daughter's wedding? Is it busy? Yeah, there's a lot to be done in wedding preparation season. It's an all-consuming season of getting ready for the wedding. But it's important because the way that you prepare for battle is totally different than the way you prepare for a wedding. Right? So we got to know the season that we're in. And Trumpets is bringing, when, when the Lord does come in the clouds, he's bringing us to Revelations 19. I mean, there will be the battle of Armageddon in the way. I mean, he will do that all as well. But our role, what we see in Scripture, is what we'll be doing. Is we'll be dressed in the white. We'll be preparing for the way. We'll be feasting. And that's what we are to prepare for. Um, when I was getting married, I, we got engaged, and we had three months before we were getting married. And um, I, in that period of time, we had a lot to do. That was a very short engagement, a lot to do. And... I decided I was going to have someone make my dress, which I didn't think through fully. <laughs> I don't have any of that. Um, and so about two and a half months into wedding prep, I wake up in the middle of the night sweating because I just had a dream that my dress was horrible and there was nothing that I could do about it. I just let this lady make my dress. She said she could make me a Monique Lillier dress. I believed her. And all of a sudden, I'm about to be getting married, and I don't know if my dress is going to be ready. I don't know what it's going to look like. I picked the lace, but I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I woke up terrified of what the wedding dress was going to look like. And, and you know, I bring, that, I bring that to place because the scriptures say Jesus doesn't get us ready. The bride gets us ready. The bride gets herself ready. And what does she wear? She wears the righteous acts of God's holy people. So our response to the wickedness in our generation, our response to our moment, is a first love season. It's a first love season. Our world has declared it a free love season. That's what our world has declared it. Scripture tells us that when wickedness increases, the love of many will grow cold. That's what it says. And again, that's why the season is really important. Because we need to know that in the season that we're in, God told us wickedness is going to be on the rise. He's not surprised. He's not, he's not at all surprised 
by what's happening in the world. We are. We're devastated by it. But God has God seen it coming. He said, wickedness is going to increase. You just be ready. You just stir up that love. Your love's not going to run cold. Your love is going to be red hot. Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. And so we're wedding, we're wedding preppers. That's what we are. And, and our job is this. Because before you get married, before your body becomes someone else's, your heart does. And one day we will, Revelations is clear about where we will live. We'll live with Jesus. The wedding supper of the Lamb. He's, he's marrying us. He's making his name ours. This is putting his name on our head. I took Matthew's name. I'm going to wear Jesus's. He's coming to have us all. He wants all of you. But it starts right here. Just like in the natural, when I was dating Matthew, he got the heart first. And Jesus wants our heart. He wants all of your heart, every corner, every corner of your heart. And that's important because sometimes it feels like we're the ones knocking on the door, saying, "Jesus, let me in. I want to. I want to get closer. Right? I want to. I want more of you." And and really, what Jesus is saying, can you? handle this love I've pent up for you? I was, this is a personal story for me. I mean, I've been telling Jesus I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more. There's a song that Red Rocks worship sings and it's I want more and I just sing it over again. I want more, I want more, I want more. And at one point I was asking Jesus like, why does it feel like I'm always the one asking for more here? Uh, you know, and I am, I'm, he's blowing my mind, but at the same time I wanted more. And I, and I felt like he responded to me like this, like, are you ready for more? Because I'm a pent-up flood. I want all of you. And, and if you're not ready for a pent-up flood, you, you got to be ready when you put demand on the love who has for generations waited to redeem you. To, to not just save you, but to marry you. And so when you're knocking on that door, you need to understand that he doesn't want to sweep you away. He wants you to be ready for his love. His love is a pent-up flood. And in this room, if you feel like you don't know where Jesus is and Jesus doesn't talk to you, I'm telling you, Scripture's clear. Uh, I'll read it to you. Let's just read it to you. Isaiah 59, 19. From the west, people will fear the name of the Lord. From the rising sun, they will fear his glory. For he, for he will come like a pent-up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. He is in love with you. And he's coming for us like a pent-up flood. And readiness looks like positioning our hearts, making sure, taking inventory of this. And obviously, you guys are the hungry. You're the thirsty. You're, you want him. And I'm just telling you, he is a pent-up flood. He wants you more. He wants all of you. He wants to consume you. He wants to possess you. He wants to have you forever. And this is a season more than ever before. I feel like he's telling us, wake up. You know, love, um, love wakes us up. Um, I want to read the scripture. I'll, I'll leave us with this. Um, this is really precious to me. It's Song of Solomon. I don't want him waking us up. Song of Solomon 7 8. It's the bridegroom talking to the bride. Now I decree, I will arise, I will ascend and arise. I will take hold of you with my power. 
possessing every part of my fruitful bride. Jesus, just imagine Jesus saying this to you. He's representative of the bridegroom. Your love, I will drink like wine. You know, I think about drinking his love like wine. I've been taking communion with new eyes lately. And I drink his love like wine. But it blesses me to see that he's drinking mine like wine. That's what he's saying here. I will take every part of my fruitful bride, and your love I will drink as wine. And then he says this, and your words will be mine. That's the season we're in. Everything we do in love to him, he's drinking like wine. And then say, that's, that's the one way we commune with him. We receive his love, he receives ours. It's, it's, it's back and forth. It's, I love you, I love you more. I love you more, I love you more. And then he puts his words in us. Your words will be my, I'm sorry. Your words will be mine. In other words, the words we're speaking out of our mouth will be, will be Jesus. Your words will be mine. And that's, that's, that's the season we're in. Just like Jesus, Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. And, and, and that's the bride. The bride only says what Jesus says. Because he's, he's drank our words like wine. And our words are his. Our words are his now. That's what's coming out of our mouth. That's what love does. Love, love puts his words on our tongue. I want his words coming out of our mouth, right? And then the bride responds to, to the bridegroom like this. Your kisses of love are more exhilarating than any delight I've ever known. Your kisses awake, even the lips of the sleeping ones. And I think that's also the season where we want more, but there's also a sense of apathy in our world. Because when wickedness increases, love grows cold. And that's not, a, that's not to put shame on any of us. It's to know the season we're in, to be strategic. That apathy has to go, because apathy will make things grow cold. And, and, and now, in this first love season, he's waking us up. And I'm not talking to you, really, because you're awoken. You're here. But I'm saying that our, our first love season will wake up the sleeping ones. He'll give a strategy for that. I've watched him. I've watched him teach me how to pray for people and watch them respond in ways I could not have ever comprehended because he gave me some strategy to wake up the sleeping ones. Because he's going to wake up the sleeping ones. And that's also for us. I, I, I sense in myself in this busy world, in this, in this um, being a mom, I, I feel like it's exhausting, like it's survival mode. Anybody ever feel like it's survival <laughs> mode season? You're in the survival mode season? Well, that's why I'm declaring over you a different season. Because survival mode season means that's all we got time for and we're exhausted. And that's all I got, you know, and it's, it's just amazing to make it to the end of the day. You've overcome just to survive to the end of the day. And that's why it's so important. He's waking us up. He's waking us up from survival. He's waking us as sleeping ones. He's giving us more reasons to live, more things to do. It, you know, wedding prep season will mean that you, you do different things. You know, think about what you did to prepare for your wedding. Premarital counseling, you might also wait, you got out of debt. All those things have spiritual application. 
What do you need to get out of your life? What do you need to lose to get? Because it's wedding prep season. You don't do it because of law. You do it because you got a wedding. And you're going to look good. <laughs> and, and, and our God is not going to show up to an apathetic bride. He's going to show up to a bride who is ready. Yeah? All right. So I just want to create a time for response for us. Just respond to him. To respond to his radiant and endless love. Y'all ready for that? Did you spend some time with Jesus? Yeah? Okay, so our beautiful ladies back here are just going to lead us in some time. And again, this is just for you. Um, you, can, you can sing, you can just get on the floor, you can just respond to Jesus any way you want. I'm just going to ask you to just ask him just, just to touch your heart right where you are. Um, and, and just create a space to receive from him. There's something powerful about doing that together. So just, just take that time for yourself to say, Jesus, just touch me right where I am. I want more. I want more. Touch me right where I am. Touch that finger. You know, if we're just at hand-holding season, just touch my finger. The whole body will be exhilarated. I, I, want, I want what the next level is for us, no matter what it is. You know, just position yourself for that. Amen. Mm-hmm.